Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy. If you want to get in on the conversation, come on over to our social media. We're at Instagram, we're at Twitter, we're at Facebook at Surviving Empathy Podcast or Chef Bry Comedy. Just go in the search column, you'll find us. Man, we are one in a million podcasts in the world and we are trying to grow. We are trying to get noticed. We feel like the work is there. The thoughtfulness is there. The content is there, but we're still trying to grow. We're trying to, you know, we're like a grain of sand in a group of other grains of sand, all trying to go, hey, what about us? What about us? And so we need your help, you guys. We're trying to be noticed amongst a huge gathering of podcasters out there, all trying to be noticed, all trying to be validated, and uh, we feel like we're doing good work, but we need your help. We need you guys to share. Share this show with people you think would be interested. Go on to my Patreon. Give us a couple bucks per month. It would go a long way to help us get more money so that we can save it up and use it when we need it, because this costs money, you guys. You can go over to our Patreon. You can go over to our PayPal. We're at Chef Bright Comedy, and every single dollar you give us does not go to our personal life. It goes back into the growth and betterment of this show and brand. But today, you guys, I was feeling a little conscience-laden, and I thought, you know, without script, without show notes, without any research, I was just going to speak from the heart because um, we're almost done with the season, and I feel like uh, my paranormal enthusiasts are like, hey, where'd all the ghost shows you promised? And I decided that we needed to take the show where it needed to go into the mental health arena because of the state of things in this world right now. Mental health has taken front and center in our lives and in the world right now because of just how weird and different it's all getting. But today we're just going to talk about my thoughts about life and how pain is knowledge and how balance is a give and take. As we wind things down, we're just trying to drop a little bit of knowledge and yeah, be a friend, be a caring person. So I hope you enjoy the show, and let's begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy, and today, ladies and gentlemen, this is just a little bit of Bry's ramblings. Um, you know, I just uh, wanted to kind of touch base with you guys and just tell you everything that's going on, everything that's on my mind as of late. You know, the problem is, is that in this breakneck culture, it gets exceedingly easy, you guys, to lose balance, to lose uh, perspective, if you will. And uh, when you're trying to be consistent and when you're trying to be motivated and when you have an agenda to succeed, sometimes uh, several things happen. But what happens is, is you get um, dispirited when things don't always go your way. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this for just over a year now. We just celebrated our year anniversary. And while there is a handful of very dedicated fans on this podcast, uh, the thing you start to learn uh, about public life and about broadcasting and about uh, the world and culture that we're in these days is that, um, you know, there's a lot of good people out there, but there's a lot of people out there not taking agency over their life. And um, there's a lot of people out there that just aren't always that nice, 
frankly. They're not, they're not necessarily bad people, but they're not necessarily helpers either. I think as our culture gets more complex and complicated and as the cost of living uh, becomes more expensive and as the world becomes more complicated, we're all just kind of um, swirling around in this ether of quasi-apathy, quasi-indifference, quasi uh, always in a mental health emergency, if you will. And that's why I th- I try to have this balance between um, kindness and uh, tough love, if you will. You know, because, you know, people are going through enough these days. And you cannot, whenever you try to give people tough love, um, they generally resent it because most people don't want to stretch out. Most people don't want to grow. Most people don't want their views to be challenged. And... Um, I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. Uh, But at the end of the day, because people are going through basically perpetual emergency mode, and I've done an episode on emergency mode and what that is and what that feels like, uh, at the end of the day, you guys, um, you know, I do this podcast. I decided to record because of something spiritual on the inside of me. You know, I'm not... A religious person anymore. I used to be a Christian, and as I grew and evolved, I grew into an agnostic and from an agnostic to an atheist. Now, that should not be any worry to you guys, you know, because I would never use my atheism as a means or reason uh, to be mean or cruel to uh, Christians. Um, I have my personal views on, on what I think it does rights and what I think it does wrong in our society and some of the ways in which we're expecting all this supernatural favor uh, to, to change the world in these supernatural ways. And when you see gun violence and when you see children having to hide and we're putting all this burden on these children to not get shot at, at school, you know, and many other issues in our world, you start to realize that there's We're trying to curry supernatural favor with a God that may or may not even be there. And while I try to respect people's spiritual beliefs in general, um, we have to become the change. We have to become the healers and we have to become the carers. And I've told you guys that. And it's really hard, you guys. It really is. As a person who I'm a very self-aware meta person. And so I'm always aware of what's going on out there, what's going on in my own life, what's going on in my own sense of awareness around me, my surroundings, my uh, energy bubble, if you will. And while I get no big head out of that, um, you know, you look, you ever watch something and you're just like, when did people become so lacking in self-awareness? You know, (laughs) you're just like, and it's not to be mean, it's not to be cruel, but you're just like, good grief, you know, like, What's that cowlick? Why don't you lick that cowlick, fella? (laughs) But all jokes aside, you know, you have to have a loving, caring, kind sensibility about yourself. And um, I try to have that as much as possible. But then sometimes you go through your own personal struggles, you know, and they'll change uh, your character temporarily, if you will. It's not to say that, you know, you uh, change and, and, oh, what's wrong? You know, 
there are some people that just lack constitution. They lack inner strength. They lack inner toughness and they lack inner conscience, if you will. And, um, and so they kind of just blow with the breeze of where everybody else is going and they don't have the fortitude or strength or uh, impetus, if you will, to be their own person. They just, they're chameleons, you know, energy chameleons. And sometimes uh, I can see why some people would do that when they're at work or something. They want to hide. They want to be a wallflower. They don't want to be stick out. I get that, you know. But the ways in which it can hurt you uh, outweighs the ways in which it can help you. And so at the end of the day, you 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 kind of just have to realize that this world is, for better or for worse, uh, not going to change just because we want it to be that way. And that can create a lot of resentment. That can create a lot of mental health problems. That can create, you know, and that's what I see right now in this world is we're, we're living in a world now where everybody thinks they're cool. Everybody thinks they're aware. Everybody thinks they've got it right. But, um, not everybody does. And, and we're all sort of being cattle herded into the most popular belief systems, the most popular schools of thought and the most pop culture mainstream mentalities out there. And what do I mean by that? Well, I just mean to say there's a herd mentality out there and people tend to, whether it be politically or uh, pop culturally or societally, uh, people just kind of go where the crowd goes. They go where the cool kids go. They're all clamoring for the same sense of, um, uh, you know, they, they, they want to fit in, you know, and sometimes it's a good thing to fit in and sometimes it isn't, you know, but the thing is, is that for me, um, the reason why I'm recording today is because, um, I, I had a few things I wanted to get off my chest, um, you know, because doing this is a very selfless, thankless thing. And, um, you're doing it from this place. You start it from this place of spiritual pureness and goodness and kindness. And you want to heal the world and you want to bring the world together. And as you go on, you start witnessing all of the people doing better than you who may or may not, even if they deserve it, it, it makes you feel sour. It makes you feel like, why can't I achieve what they have? What did I do wrong? You know, I'm putting out good content, you know? And so it takes a great deal of humility and uh, knowing thyself in order to get through it because you can get bitter and you can go, well, if maybe if I change this or I change that, I can uh, attract more viewers. You know, I was watching videos yesterday. I've been doing this for a year now, you guys. I have, you know, we're pushing 80 episodes now, you know. And I just, for fun, watched this uh, YouTube video on five things I wish I knew before becoming a podcaster, you know. And it was just funny because, you know, none of his advice was bad advice, but it was just like, the he was talking about how many uh, podcasters that are, you know, I've used the word 750,000. Um, he's saying there's like a million podcasters out there. And so you just get lost in the jumble, you know. And so at the end of the day, it's easy to self-criticize and think that, oh, I have to do this or I have to do this better. And uh, there's a lot of things that he debunked like, oh, well, you, you know, you need to social media more. You, you need to do all this. 
you got to do this, this, and this. And, and that, the truth is, is I'm doing everything right. The growth just doesn't want to come. But I've gotten from the point of being worried and insecure and sour about that to, you know what, accepting it. Uh, I'm continuing to grow the brand. I'm continuing to do my comedy and comedy albums and writing. And I'm continuing to uh, put better and more content out onto YouTube. And I'm really quite certain that if I go on YouTube, uh, I'll find my audience there. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, (laughs) you know, but at the end of the day, I do this because I like people, you know, uh, Rebecca and I were talking on an episode the other day about uh, being misanthropes. And the truth is, is yes, that uh, term does fit me. Uh, Am I a lover of all people? No, of course not. Who can be? There's some serious, awful people out there, you know, but, but also, I give people more of a chance than I used to. And while I do still get frustrated and I I do still get mad, um, that part of you never changes. And that's why I've talked to you guys, and I'm not a religious person, as you know, uh, but I've told the story of Abraham, how Abraham was like, why are you coming to me, God? You know, I'm a fucking cranky motherfucker, you know? (laughs) And I use that story because it really perfectly exemplifies the analogy of who I am. You know, I've called myself in the past crusty, but kind. And that's true because I can't change my age. I can't change my experience and my wisdom. And I can't change how I sometimes react to things in the moment. You know, I mean, just today I'm doing laundry and um, I go check my laundry and I notice that somebody turned the knob. And so my mom's outside, you know, she lives, you know, our arrangement, she's out there uh, working on, you know, potting soil and things and and repotting and stuff. Uh, And um, her gardener uh, guy is out there, young man that helps her. Um, We all try to pitch in, but he's, he does the lion's share of the gardening and the weed eating and the mowing of the lawn and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I was giving her shit. I was like, who, who messed with my dial, you know? And she's like, well, I did because the, the washer went off balance. I go, well, what's that got to do with changing the water <laughs> levels? You know, I had it on deep water wash and she changed it over to bulky sheets. I was like, that's not going to change it. If it, if it's off balance, it's off balance. I go, why didn't you just tell me it was off balance? You know? And so it would be exceedingly easy in that moment to see me and go, oh, he is one mean, cruel bastard. But no, of course not. You get annoyed in the moment. And so when she came back in, I I made sure to let my mom know that um, I still love you. You know, it's all good. Um, You know, allow me to experience my emotions in real time. And I will allow you to experience your emotions in real time. And we we love each other and we forget forgive and forget, you know, you know, and we have to let each other be who we are. You know, I've talked about kittens. We are like a, a, a basket of brand new kittens. We all have certain baseline personalities and we're always told to con- to conform to the happiest or the coolest mentalities out there because we're always supposed to be classy and we're always supposed to be behaved and we're always supposed to be well contained and we're never allowed to draw or color outside of the lines you know but that's just not realistic my friends because if you're going to get things off your chest you have to be able to experience life as it really is if something upsets you you should be able to do 
something about that. You know, it doesn't mean you should fly off the handle, but um, you can express yourself in ways where you viscerally get things off your chest um, without it having any long-term damage to your reputation or friendships with people around you. You know, I've talked about emotional intelligence. You know, we're living in a society now that doesn't have a lot of wisdom or emotional intelligence. And that doesn't mean that there aren't outliers out there of very smart, very uh, emotionally intelligent people out there. Of course, uh, there's always going to be good people out there. And that's the thing I try to remind myself when I'm going through uh, uh, sort of a, a bout of spiritual uh, malnutrition, if you will, when I think the world is just turned into a bunch of weirdos and crazies and extremists. And so we have to learn how to forgive one another, and we have to learn how to communicate with one another. And most importantly, we have to stop being so judgmental of each other. You know, the one thing that I noticed is that there's too many uh, social wars going on out there in society. Vegans versus meat eaters, conservatives versus liberals, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And, um, you know, and there's a whole lot of people out there that just frankly are a bunch of fucking know-it-alls. Just yesterday I was on Facebook and there's this girl that I really like. And I posted this thing about this backpack that converts into a bulletproof vest sold at Costco for children. And I posted it because I wanted people to understand the ridiculousness of our culture, that we're putting these problems on our children. You know, and as a soldier myself, I just find that crazy and weird. And what does that say about our society where we're throwing our kids out there to go to school and we're giving them bulletproof vests now? Um, while it is a practical solution and I'm for it, I just... I. The reason why I post it was for social reasons to to just ask the question, where have we, where did we go? How did we get this way? And how are we all with a straight face not absolutely disgusted with this? You know, it, it just goes to show that maturity, sensibility, kindness, a lacking of judgment, and a lacking of maturity and emotional intelligence seems to be at the root of society. And that's why I say sometimes that society has the mean maturity, that's the average maturity, that of a 15 or 16-year-old. And yet I, I shudder to say that because it unfortunately uh, makes it sound like uh, I, I think 15 and 16 year olds are bad or immature or something. No, they're meant to be immature. They're still learning. They're still growing. But as you get older, once you've reached 30, you're supposed to be mostly done with your maturing and growth. Now, yes, we should be growing for life. Of course, we get it. We, we run into snags. We run into mental health problems. We run into all kinds of issues where we're constantly trying to get better. We're constantly trying to find a baseline of hope and goodness and happiness and balance. But at the end of the day, by 30, we should, our baseline personality and morals should be there, you know? And so when we have to worry about all these lone wolf shooters targeting schools, why schools? Like, okay, you have a problem with people and you want to shoot people. Why schools? Why children? Why supermarkets? You know, we're noticing that 
the main targets nowadays of these shootings, and I don't mean to go on this, this subject, and I'll try to stay off of it as much as possible, but uh, why are we getting to the point where we're shooting children or people of, of different ethnicities than us? That is fucking bonkers, you guys. So I'm not here to talk about depressing things. I'm just trying to say that, you guys, the reason why we're in this mess as a society, as a culture, is because collectively uh, we've lost something along the way. And I've been thinking on it for a while, and I think I know what it is. It's a few things, but um, this might sound like generalization, but we've lost our conscience and soul, you guys. We've lost our conscience and soul. And what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, our conscience is the thing that guides our decision-making, uh, and our soul is the thing that guides us uh, into doing wrong or doing right, you know. And it doesn't matter whether or not a soul literally exists or not. When I use the word soul, I'm talking about a, a figurative soul. It doesn't matter whether we actually have a soul or not, although um, when you go into the paranormal realm, you start to see, uh, you know, uh, uh, anomalous energy behaviors that you would probably identify as a soul, but um, I'm not sold on that just yet. I've told you before that I think that um, spirits are an, an energy anomaly. Um, when they pa don't pass over, they stay, and as a result, we get ghosts. And that, for a lot of people, meets the burden of proof for the afterlife, but it doesn't for me. All it proves is that energy lingers sometimes in some circumstances. We're not sure whether that's because of the person who died and their energy uh, decided to stay. It was a choice. Or maybe they were lost or confused or some strong emotion was holding them there. But for whatever reason, that's just it. We'll never really understand why some pass on and why others don't. We suggest it's usually because of some confusion or trauma or strong held belief or emotion. You know, could be something as bad as trauma in a car accident or to, or, or some confused mental health person who didn't, didn't realize they had passed on. Or perhaps it was just an older gentleman who wants to look over and take care of his wife or his house or something. But that usually proves to people, oh, see, there's an afterlife. And if it gives people hope, hey, I'm not here to take that away from anyone. I personally am just not convinced that that means that there's a heaven. It just proves to me that sometimes energy lingers, and that is an anomaly. The reason why not every person who dies and passes away becomes a spirit is because some people just don't, you know? If, if every person who died became a ghost, every place we, everywhere would be haunted, frankly. <laughs> and if they, and if that gives people solace and hope, hey, great, more power to them. I'm just not convinced of that because I'm, I used to be a very, I'm still a very spiritual person, but I'm an agnostic. I'm an atheist. And so I don't attribute everything to supernatural terms, you know. I try to be scientifically grounded. I try to be grounded in reality. Uh, but then I try to have just enough whimsy to be open-minded to things and to understand the dynamics, really, of energy. Energy is intention. And so when people's intentions are bad, when people's intentions are to do bad, their energy is misaligned. And we can sense that. We can sense mental health 
problems. We can sense bad people, bad motives, etc. And that's what I try to teach you guys as an empath. But it's not about being this lifestyle. It's not about being an empath. It's not about putting on hippie clothes and being a spiritualist and doing all this Russell Brand shit, you know. And as much as I like the guy, he's a smart, weird motherfucker. Um, it's not about lifestyle or, or image. It's simply about understanding yourself. You don't have to put on this, these airs to be an empath. You just be yourself. And if you eat meat, so be it. If it gives you problems or pause, then you become a vegan or you become a vegetarian or you, like myself, just minimize your carbon footprint with eating meat and meat products. You know, and if you can't reconcile with that, with your own spirituality, then you do something about it. Um, I myself um, am not perfect. I've learned to accept some of my shortcomings, but I don't give vegans a hard time. I ideally would like to be a vegan, just that I do believe that I'm healthier when I eat a little bit of meat. But the point is, is that we don't have to live on this earth always thinking about each other's differences. That's the problem. That's the where the we've all grown to believe that we're supposed to encounter each other as hostile forces that we're all enemies and we should all take up arms against one another depending on our beliefs or values. What? And so you'll see a lot of anger and, and frustration and hate out in the world based on differences, based on racial differences, based on ethnic or cultural differences, based on religious preferences, based on sexual preferences. Uh, you guys, that is fucking bonkers. Any grown-up with a mature, stable mind will tell you that, that there is no reason that we should be hating one another over our differences. And so while I myself get a little curmudgeonly and I got an old soul, you know, I've got an old soul. But um, when I feel the need to improve or to apologize, I do it. Um, but you should accept me as being an older curmudgeonly soul. I accept you for your personality differences. That's what it's all about. And, and that's why, you guys, sometimes the media isn't always right. You know, I've talked about how uh, the MSNBC versus Fox News, uh, you know, Fox News is trying to paint all liberals as this one thing. And uh, MSNBC is trying to paint all conservatives as this one thing. And while I do think they're generally uh, accurate in the ways in which the Republican Party is losing its way. Um, that does not mean that we have a right to target individuals out there based on our political beliefs. Because think about that. I'm learning that there's some bad Republicans out there. Therefore, I can mistreat all conservatives? No. <laughs> because frankly, they can do the same to us. When they see Democrats that aren't uh, strong-willed, when they see Democrats who are being hypocritical, they can use those and cite those examples to bolster their own judgments and own bad behavior. And so someone has got to be the diplomat here. Someone has got to be the smarter one, the better one. Someone has got to know that uh, two wrongs don't make a right. 
And so at the end of the day, you guys, um, whether you're Christian or atheist or agnostic, whether you're Muslim or Wiccan or whatever, whether you're black or white or brown or green or yellow, <laughs> doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what matters is the content of our character. What matters is the content of our heart. Yes, our heart. doesn't matter whether it's literal or figurative when people say they have heart. Um, no, that's a, that's a, literally it's your brain, it's your mind. And when you, um, put bad things in your soul, you put bad things in your mind, you put bad things into your life, you get bad things back. And so how do we, uh, live in a world surrounded by influences and still remain above that influence you know it's hard even for adults we like to think that some adults are just so above it all but no everybody from time to time gets upset frustrated angry downright spiteful of other people and that's why rebecca and i call ourselves misanthropes she calls herself more of a misanthrope than me but she she also calls herself a humanitarian. She's a misanthrope slash humanitarian. And that's just to account for all uh, uh, factors. Because, yes, we get tired of this world. We're old. We, we've been on the planet since 1973 and 1974, you guys. That's a long fucking time. That's before disco, y'all. And uh, getting older is hard, man. Getting older is hard. Because I look at pictures of myself you know, I, I shaved the beard yesterday. I've got a goatee going now, and I did it for summer because it's about to heat up. And I did it also because I wanted to look younger. I wanted to feel younger. You know, you 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 know, changing things up is a good thing, and we should all be doing that from time to time. Change your hair, change your clothes, change your style, change something. You know, um, we're always looking for a way to revitalize and refresh what's gotten a little bit old and and that the same can be said for our mentalities mentalities cannot endure if we keep them the same all the time now that doesn't mean that you're going to from day to day change your core values but you are going to change from day to day if you're open-minded enough to continually grow learn and never ever assume that you can't learn from someone who you think is not as good or not as smart as you because you're going to find out the hard way that they're a lot better and smarter than you think. But it does get increasingly easy living in this society full of problems and people to just generalize and say, oh my God, all people suck. And yes, they do sometimes suck, you know, and we cope with those things, you guys, through social media and memes and things. And uh, at certain, we we adopt certain attitudes. Those attitudes are put there uh, as a form of uh, protection. We're protecting ourselves. That's what that is. You know, when I was a teenager, I protected myself in a cocoon of darkness. I was into darker, somber music. I went through this phase where I was always oh, very emo. You know, I was emotional. I was. Um, depressed i was artistically melancholy <laughs> and um some of us grow out of that and some of us don't anybody who grew up in the 90s knows that that was the that was the jam everything was about that moroseness you know we didn't stand a chance <laughs> but i just thought i'd come on here today and say hi to you guys and 
you know, just speak from the heart without a script. You know, most of the time I have show notes. Most of the time I have not a script, but a outline today. Didn't even do that. I just had a feeling. I was like, oh, I got a feeling. Let's get that feeling and put it into words. And hopefully if I share that feeling with you, uh, you'll get something from it too, because it's coming from a place of, 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 of high mindedness. You know, when you get these feelings of spiritual, ah, yes, this is the way <laughs> to quote the Mandalorian. You, uh, you, you hold on to it or you share it, you know? And sometimes that feeling, that inner contentment that you're on the right course or you're on the right track or you're, you feel happy or you feel good or you feel in balance, um, you lose it before too long. And so you think it's this thing that endures and then it goes away, you know? Uh, when I was a kid, I was a very good artist. And um, I went through a phase where I was not proud of myself. I was not proud of the way I was raised. I was not proud of my uh, home life. I, I moved around a lot. We we had a lot of financial problems because I was an only child being raised by a single mother. And um, think of like Max from Stranger Things. That was basically me, except in a boy form. <laughs> and, um, you know. We, I even had, you know, some issues with my uncle living with us. And that was kind of like what she went through with her, her stepdad. Anyways, the point is, is that when you grow up that way, it's easy to shut down and to cut people out of your life. And if anyone right now is watching Stranger Things season four, you know that her character arc is, um, you know, it took Vecna, but she's, she was cutting and closing everybody else out of her life after her uh, brother died. And she was feeling that um, guilt and remorse over uh, his death. And so she was closing herself off and she was living in, in this self-made cocoon of her own uh, sadness and moroseness, you know. And uh, we all tend to do that um, for different reasons and for different amounts of time. But if you close yourself up and bottle yourself, yourself off too long, for, for, for too long, people will stop coming around. You know, sometimes you're doing it for attention. You're like, let's see who really is paying attention to us. And then you find out nobody is and you're like, ah, oh, shit, you know, and that's where it's easy to get uh, bitter and frustrated and angry. Um, and, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, mentally and emotionally immature people want to resort to anger or violence towards each other because their needs aren't being met, frankly. And this is exactly why we need uh, uh, to strengthen our mental health in this culture, whether it be America or somewhere else. Every country deals with its own set of problems, whether it be fascistic tendencies or bad jobs or exploitative systems or religious extremism. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of, uh, of God, but the, too much God, um, you know, it's, that's when the cloth starts um, trying to rule people uh, and through its own set of beliefs and not allowing for others to, to, to have their own set of uh, values and, and beliefs, you know. And at the end of the day, while I try to respect all religions, uh, sometimes when used incorrectly, it can become... Uh, a fascistic tool just like anything else. No disrespect to any religion. 
But at the end of the day, you guys, I mean, the reason why I decided to come on here is is to share with you guys my sense of uh, just my feelings about everything, really, you know, because I do love doing this and I love helping people and I love uh, just to be able to, to have the therapeutic um, that that feeling of 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 that you you're doing something good and you're accomplishing something and it's very therapeutic frankly to talk about all your problems um but we don't do it for our own personal reasons while we do get something from it um we're doing it to show you guys that you you know we're all dealing with these problems you guys and it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter if you have a penis or a vagina it does not matter uh, what color your skin is. At the end of the day, to be human is to be flawed, and to be human is to be grief-stricken, and to be human is to be, you know, frankly, uh, fragile, and to be human is to be inherently fucked in the head sometimes, you know? And so we have to be able to self-recognize when we're getting fucked in the head or when our mentalities aren't serving us um i've always had this little bit of um depression it's more like a artistic spiritual uh, darkness or morose you know uh kind of like a infinite uh, sadness you know <laughs> and um but i know i've learned when it's getting to be too much when it's ruling my life when it's uh when it becomes attention seeking behavior you know because i think at the end of the day when we're in trouble and we're hurting um we 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 don't know it yet but we're we're crying for help and sometimes we do that through attention seeking behaviors whether it be uh sheltering ourselves and closing ourselves off like max or like um, uh, putting up certain airs about ourselves. Like maybe we get into our athletics and we become a jock or something. And so we become real strong to defeat that inner vulnerability and weakness we think that we have. So we put on this big image and big personality of perfection, even though uh, what's going on in the inside might be quite the opposite. Or, be, or we become very um, enamored with uh, judging and scrutinizing others' behavior because when we notice the mistakes and shortcomings of others, uh, we can exploit that and it makes us feel good. Now, I think everybody from time to time talks a little shit, talks a little trash, and that's just a good way of sort of getting things off your chest. But you have to know where the line is with that because if you go too far, frankly, you're going to become uh, a hypocrite and an asshole, frankly, you know. I think it's it's natural to want to um, feel this self-righteous indignation of your own good. You're doing all these things to better yourself and to be smarter and better and more balanced. And uh, it's easy to look at others who aren't doing what you're doing or aren't growing like you're growing and saying, you know what, God, people are just fucked, you know? Goodness, they're just, they don't get it. They're so stupid. And that's what's going on in our culture a lot these days is this assumption of stupidity just because people don't think like we do, you know? And so the te our tendency as humans, when we see people we don't like or don't like their behaviors or 
don't understand is to uh, to judge, scrutinize, and alienate. You know, uh, when our what it should be, what our instinct should be is to is to uh, try to get inside their head and try to ask them, is there anything I can do to help you? You know, but oftentimes when people are angry, um, we take it personally and sometimes maybe we shouldn't. And that's why when I get upset sometimes here at the house, I have to tell my wife or whoever's around, that's not geared towards you. I'm just venting. It's It doesn't mean that I'm mad at you all the time, you know. Um, and when we take issue with people, we should try, even in our angered state, to remind them, I'm just venting, I'm just frustrated, and I need to get it out. And a lot of times that will, that just that little bit of communication is enough to get others to understand that it's not personal towards you, that I'm just getting a bunch of shit off my chest. And oftentimes when we um, start our argument or rant or vent or whatever you want to call it, with just a little disclaimer, hey, I'm just getting this off my chest. This is not geared towards you. It goes a long way into showing your what? Intentions. That's right. Energy is intention. And when your energy and intention is to be kind and decent and uh, stable and, and fun-loving and, and whatever, uh, people will see that. And they will usually, if if they're not sociopaths or not immature, they will respond in kind. Oh, my goodness. But the point is, you guys, at the end of the day, I am not a perfect person. I think I'd like to think at 48 years old that I am a fairly high-minded, kind, decent, athletic, fun-loving, intelligent person. Yes, all those things are true, probably a little bit, uh, when I'm at my best. But when I'm at my worst... Um, I don't function right. I don't think clearly. I'm feeling old. I'm feeling frightened. I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling emotionally unprepared. I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling scared. And therefore, I could be potentially dangerous to anything that threatens my ego or threatens my sense of identity, you know. And that's why emotional maturity, emotional intelligence is so important is to be able to self-identify. Oh, 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 okay. This is what's going on with me. And therefore, you know, um, nobody needs therapy. If you become your own best friend, your own best therapist, that's not to say that we shouldn't go to therapy. It's great. Um, when it works. Um, but uh, in the few times, well, I can't say a few times. In the two times I've gone, I found it to be disarming and um, I, I didn't make a connection. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't work. Uh, for those for, for whom it works, I say, great, that's terrific. You know, if you watch Stranger Things, you see people who grow up in the 80s Grow up with a little bit tougher than kids nowadays, a little bit, maybe a little bit less self-aware. Uh, there was a lot of uh, nerd hating, a lot of jocks versus nerd shit going on. Uh, racial tension was still there. Um, a lot of open racism. Uh, there's still a lot of racism, but it's usually behind closed doors now. We call that concealed racism or, uh, you know, uh, hinted racism. Um, the racism that existed in those days uh, was mostly uh, open uh, or, or at least um, 
you know, it was it, it was anger towards that which people didn't understand. And that's still what we have today. And, and And it takes a certain amount of humility and honesty and earnestness and maturity and love to have the character to realize that color of your skin or, or your religious practices or your uh, where you come from is ir- irrelevant to your quality as a person. The quality of your soul, the content of your character, it's irrelevant. And if you can look past those things, we are going to arrive at a place of appreciation for our differences. And that's what's so interesting about the times we're living in, because on the one hand, I feel like we're getting better in so many ways. And on the other hand, a lot of people right now, lower middle class, working class folks, are falling through the cracks in our system, period. And anybody, anybody who is a working class Joe with regular family members that aren't wealthy, that aren't overly, uh, you know, classy and educated, just regular folks, working folks, doesn't mean they're not smart. Doesn't mean they're not classy. But but unless you come from really good stock, chances are you are being self defeated by your the fact that you weren't born with the silver spoon in your mouth. You were not born with all this money or all these advantages, or perhaps you weren't born with parents with the self awareness and the mindset to have good mental health, and so you might have gotten. You might have been raised uh, with unfair disadvantages, and, and now you are at a point, you're at an age now, where you can go, okay, I don't blame my parents for that. I realize now that they were going through some stuff that they weren't aware that they could fix. You know, because we have this tendency to blame our parents for everything, everything that didn't go right in our childhood, we blame our parents for. But then, as we get older, we start to realize, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, take some personal um, responsibility for your life. Um, you know, you start to realize, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. At the end of the day, um, they were just two people doing the best they can. Or maybe you were raised by one person or a grandparent. But the point is, is you're, whoever raised you, uh, they did the best they can in all likelihood. And if they didn't do a good job, uh, maybe it was because of poverty. Maybe it was because of mental health. Maybe it was uh, alcohol or substance abuse. Um, That's the thing, you guys, is it's easy to get bitter and angry. Um, It's quite harder to forgive someone who was going through something because you wanted them to be strong enough to step up and rise to the challenge of raising you correctly, and they didn't do it, and so you resent them for it. Thankfully, I was raised pretty well. I was raised by a working mom. I was raised by two two working grandparents, uh, no drug or, or alcohol issues. They were smokers. That's about it. <laughs> and we didn't have a ton of money, but I got good Christmases and I was treated well. And I was, um, I lived in a cocoon of comfort and happiness and routine. And I'm very grateful for that. And that's what Rebecca and I were talking about a little while ago about uh, you you might have been raised poor, but were you raised chaotic poor or lawful poor, you know, where there's order and routine? You know, um, some people are raised wealthy, but they might be raised wealthy with uh, a, a, an abusive parent or, or, or raised by nannies or raised feeling neglected. So the point is, is that uh, money doesn't matter as much as as routine 
and moral consistency. And so if you're not raised with a lot of consistency and routine, you can fall into very bad habits, very bad mentalities, and it requires you to have the presence of mind to go, oh, I I guess I wasn't raised as well as I thought I was, and to do something about it. Maybe you're like me, where I've become my own best therapist through loving myself, caring about myself, and getting very honest and open and objective about what I went through in the past and are at arriving at a place of, you know, I'm coming to terms with all this stuff and I'm okay with this stuff. And you, you process these things. And for the things you can't process, um, you know, put them on the back burner, but eventually you're going to have to cross that bridge and you're going to have to, if you want to achieve a higher mindedness and you want to go rise up to the top level of, of that hierarchy of needs, you're going to have to one day challenge the thing that you fear the most. And so just as an example, what do I fear the most right now? Truthfully, getting older, you guys, I look at pictures of myself and I'm grateful. I shaved my beard. I've got a goatee, uh, mostly brown on top hair. You know, I got to dye the beard a little bit. It's looking a little bit like a skunk these days. And it's not out of vanity, but it just doesn't look right yet. When it gets nice and salt and peppery, you know, like Anson Mount and Star Trek, when I'm that handsome gray, I'll stop dying. But until then, I'm not ready yet because it looks like a skunk patch, you know. But uh, the point I'm making is that, yes, getting older for me is frightening, you guys. It is. It's scary. You know, uh, when you're in your 20s and 30s, you've got all this energy. You've got all this angst and you've got all these problems. And it's easy to spin out of control, especially if you have anxieties. And especially if you have some mental health issues, and especially if you're like me, where anytime I was met with challenge, I would double down and smoke more pot, or I would double down and drink more alcohol, or I would double down and party harder until I didn't feel those feelings anymore, goddammit, because I was tough, you know. And that's not always the healthy thing to do. You know, and that's the point of Stranger Things and why it's so good and why it resonates with me and older folks who grew up in the 80s is um, all those little isms, good and bad, you know, and um, it's nostalgic. Um, it, it, it's, it, it reminds you of the times when I lived through the satanic panic, you guys. I remember. <laughs> I remember, um, you know, going through Reagan versus uh, Mondale and all those things. And Reagan versus Carter and the Reaganomics and Reagan years. And it did create a monetarily successful times. And that's why today, today's conservative movement is like, yay, Reagan. But there was a lot of things wrong with Reagan's policies too sometimes. And, um, you know, it, it was appropriate for the times. But even his own son, Ron Reagan, who's a giant liberal uh, broadcasting out of Seattle, will tell you... Um, it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. And um, you start to poke holes in that facade after uh, time. You start to understand that, uh, you know, he, he, he was well-intentioned uh, most of the time, but he, he felt that need as a, as a cowboy politician to put on an air of toughness. And sometimes it just went too far. It, it created more harm in our culture than good. And that's why, I myself try to be more of a loving hand than a uh, person who's trying to teach people 
through, um, you know, tough love, you know. Tough love only works on certain people and it only works for so long. And so what we have to have is a loving, guiding hand. And that's hard to do when we ourselves aren't always feeling all so well put together, you know. You know, and I say all this to just say that, you know, I do this podcast out of a labor of love. It's a spiritual passion project for me. I do it to help people. I do it to identify all those traits out there in your souls. I'm like Cerebro, and I'm trying to put my empath powers out there into the universe like Cerebro, like Charles Xavier. I'm trying to find those like-minded people so that we can find each other and share in our likenesses, and share in our similarities, but also to share in those little fun little differences, you know. And that's the thing is, as a broadcaster, um, yeah, I have my own personal needs. I got to get paid a little bit of something. I've got to grow. I have got to feel validated and vindicated as all people need that. Um, and so that's why sometimes I get burnt out and why sometimes I feel like I got to take a break because I've been broadcasting for a year and um, while the numbers are stable, they're not growing and it's nothing to do with anything I've done wrong. And I've come to terms with that. It's not you, Brian. It's not them either. It's just the way things are. And what do I mean by that? Well, I just mean... Sometimes you guys, and I hate to say this because I do believe on the one hand, we can challenge our system. We can challenge the gross inequality. We can challenge the old, outdated, outmoded systems, regressive mentalities, tyrannical systems, fascistic points of view. And we can challenge those systems as progressives or as good people. We can challenge all of that stuff and still be within our rights. But the lesson I'm learning as a 48-year-old podcaster who uh, reached out as an empath, who reached out with good, pure, spiritual intentions, the thing I'm learning is that, you know, maybe I was doing this more for myself than I thought. Maybe I expected certain results. And when those results didn't bear fruit in the timeline I was comfortable with, I started getting angry sour, bitter, frustrated, burnt out. And so that's the part of this where I have to step into my spirituality and self-awareness to arrive at a place of, why did you initially do this, Brian? Did you really do this for others or did you do this for yourself? And so at the end of the day, I had to reevaluate who I'm doing this for. And the truth is, is I chose to do it for you guys. I chose to do it for you because I truly want to believe in my heart of hearts that when you speak from a place of goodness and pureness and decency and helpfulness, uh, that the pe- you'll, you'll attract the right people. Energy is intention. Um, but that being said, the world is not always going to relent to our will. It's not always going to relent to our desires. It's not always going to go the way we want it to. And so that's what I mean when I say that sometimes things are just the way they are. This is the world we're in 
for good, for bad, or for indifferent, this is the world we have inherited. But I'm not saying that we should allow all the injustice and cruelty and bad things in the world to continue going on. No, we should absolutely challenge those things. But we also have to understand that the world isn't always a fair place. And the hardest thing I had to get used to or come to terms with is the fact that life isn't fair. It's just not. It's just not. And whether you want to say it in a vulgar way or not, you know, some women have giant boobs while some girls get no boobs. Some guys get no penis while some guys get too much penis. Some guys are born fat. Some guys are born thin. Some guys are born with muscles. Some guys are born small and weak and wimpy and nerdy. And you know what? That's the spice of life, you guys. We can't help the way we were born, and we should not have to feel bad for any shortcoming that we have, no matter how embarrassing or different it is. But, but, you know, <laughs> sorry to make this vulgar, but the, the, the guys with the bigger dicks are going to get more, most of the porn jobs. <laughs> and the prettier, more beautiful people are going to get more validation, better work, especially as models or actors and actresses, especially in the entertainment biz. And that's not fair. And it shouldn't be that way. You know, that's why I fight for the equality of all people, because the content of your character should be more important and more valuable than your looks, you know? But I use that analogy to illustrate that we, we're born with what we got. This is what you got. Shake what your mama gave you, you know? <laughs> and hopefully most of you guys are, are, are smart enough and thoughtful enough and mature enough to realize that you don't have to have the biggest muscles. You don't have to have the biggest dick. You don't have to have the biggest boobs. You don't have to have the thinnest waist. I hope you guys know that now, right? You, you know that, right? Our physical qualities do not... I repeat, do not, do not disqualify us from a equal right to a say, an equal right to happiness, you guys. Okay. You know that, right? Right. Okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I know negative self-talk being raised in very harsh conditions can make you think that other people are deserving of things that you also deserve. So don't get that shit out of your mind right now. Equality is equality. I am a true egalitarian in the sense that biologically speaking, energy speaking, well, you, you know, we are equal. Biologically speaking, we are born the same. We are born with the same uh, rights. We are born with the same entitlements. And while we might have those small physical differences, it should not matter in the grand scheme of our happiness, in the grand scheme of the jobs we get or the lives we live. Uh, being dark skinned should not uh, ruin you in terms of a good job. Being born a female should not prevent you from uh, getting past those glass ceilings to the job and the career that you want. Being young should not be a means for a lacking of growth and opportunity. Um, just means that when you're young, people are going to treat you a little bit differently and some people aren't going to be so fair about it. And, uh, at the, at, you know, and, and a lot of older folks just think that, 
hey, I grew up like this, this, and this, and therefore they expect you to pay your dues too. And so at the end of the day, you kind of have to know that line of, do I need to pay my dues? Is this fair that I have to work these shit jobs? And to, to what extent is it fair? And when is it finally okay for me to start demanding better jobs, better pay, or better quality of life? Uh, that's up to you, but, uh, I leave that up to you because like I said, I think all young people should pay their dues, grow, learn, get better. And as a result, eventually as they get older, you find yourselves hopefully in better situations. If you don't, uh, it might not be your fault. You guys, like I said, it's just that world we're living in today. This world uh, just doesn't relent always to the will of what's right. And that's why I choose to be a humanitarian, activist, and progressive. Small p progressive. No politics involved. And so as you get older, you guys, it's kind of like Shrek said. You develop layers like an onion, you know. Uh, I'm one part snark, one part curmudgeon. I'm one part wise old soul. I'm one part young, uh, fun-loving kid. I'm uh, one part brazen and bold and brave. I'm one part soldier and I'm one part sensitive. And so that's what we do is we start recognizing that duality in us. We're vulnerable and scared, but we're also brave. We're small and weak and fragile, but we're also big and strong and powerful and meaningful. And that's uh, that, that recognition of uh, our duality is how we deal with ourselves in these complex times. And so what do I mean when I say, Brian, what do you mean? You know, life is just the way it is. Well, I just mean, you guys, despite our best efforts, we don't always get what we deserve and we don't always get uh, what we want. And um, that's just an unfortunate reality. I mean, I'm watching this popcorn planet and nothing against Andy Signor. He's doing terrific work. But he's getting um, donations up the wazoo by this guy dropping $100, $300 on him every day. He's getting upwards of a, a million subscribers almost. He just passed the half million mark. And while he was canceled by, uh, unfairly by a woman scorned who uh, falsely accused him of awful things, he beat the odds and he came back. And that is a success story. And I support that. But... Being a man, being in the public light, putting out intellectual work, I'm like, man, I feel a little jealous of that. I feel envious of that. I'm like, why don't I seem to find the people out there who can appreciate my talent, my voice, my thoughtfulness, you know, the quality of my content of character and the quality of my content creation, you know, but that's just what I mean. There's not, I've done nothing wrong. And that's why I have to just remain vigilant and remain patient. Because at the end of the day, there's really nothing more to improve upon, you guys. I think I need to grow the YouTube. I need to uh, get out there more so you guys can see my face. Do some funny Instagram videos. I think I need to put more content up on uh, uh, YouTube and grow that platform. And I think uh, maybe I can start finally trying harder to find advertisers and sponsors. I think uh, a market affiliate uh, is another thing that I want to look into. It's called market affiliate, market affiliation. Um, 
there's just all these little techniques that I can do to grow. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm on the social media. I'm growing this. I'm doing that. That guy, that podcast uh, video that I told you about, everything he said, I'm doing, you know. And so at the end of the day, it's easy to go, what is it me? Am I putting out bad content? Am I just a bad person? Am I just boring? Am I not interesting to people? No. At the end of the day, you guys, you be you. You do you the way only you know how to do you. And that's what I try to do. But if people are coming here with their preconceived notions, people are coming here because they only want to hear about ghost stuff and cryptid stuff, and they don't care about the empath stuff, and they don't care about the mental health stuff, well, they're going to go away. They're going to go get their fix somewhere else. And so at the end of the day, um, I had to forgive myself because I, like I told you, you know, last season, I wanted season three to be paranormal heavy, cryptid heavy. And uh, it hasn't been as paranormal or cryptid heavy as I wanted it to be. And the reason that is, is because not only of our own mental health stuff going on, uh, the state of the world, all these, the Ukraine situation, the supply chain problems, there's you know, mental health needed to be front and center. And that's why I changed course. And that's why I tell you guys, I am not a perfect person. I am not a lawyer or a think tank. I don't have teams of people and gobs of money to work with here. So my growth is small and I try to make improvements incrementally so that you guys see that I'm growing and getting better. But I don't have a bunch of fancy pants lawyers writing this stuff for me. I don't have a bunch of think tanks helping me learn how to grow. This is a work in progress and I am a work in progress. And as a result, I hope that you guys will allow me to grow and get better and you can grow with me. And then when I am huge and hopefully popular and hopefully making more than $10 and 71 cents a month, you'll go, I was with that guy from the beginning because he's got the right mentalities. He knows where the line should be always. His intentions are good and he's putting out good, thoughtful content, regardless of whether it's what you want or not. You can't deny that the content is okay. No worse than anybody else's shit out there these days. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of people nowadays, you know, the ones that are looking for deep, meaningful stuff tend to try to find me. Um, those people tend to be a little bit more introverted, a little bit more shy, maybe having a little bit more mental health issues than those extroverts who are doing just fine. They were just looking for ghost stuff or something to entertain them with. Maybe they're just out there trying to, you know, everybody's got their own journey. And so people are looking for ways to entertain themselves. Uh, they may not like what I put out because it's too thinky for them. It's too meaningful for them. They want, they want the sugar without the, the work, you know, they, they want the high without the, 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 the work it takes to get the runners high. You know, you got to run a few miles to get the runners high. You got to work for the high. You can't just get it for free. And so I like to think the, the quality of work that Rebecca and I do, it's not perfect. It's not you know, like I said, we don't have gobs of thinkers and think tanks and people to help us improve. We have to figure this stuff out with bad mental health, with our financial limitations in real time. And so we appreciate that you guys don't judge or criticize us just the way we don't judge and criticize you guys. That's what it's all about. It's about 
finding the character and the maturity to, to accept each other's differences and to live and love and to live and share this life together and to find like-minded people. doesn't mean that we have to share all the same likes and dislikes or share all the same uh, opinions on every issue. It just means that at the end of the day, we're good people who are looking to find other good people that have character and uh, wit and strength and vulnerability and honesty, emotional honesty and integrity. That's what's really important, the integrity. So you guys, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you guys, um, I'm content with this podcast the way it is. If it grows, it grows. If it doesn't grow, I'm going to have to keep trying to find new ways to get my voice out there because I don't really want to change the quality of this content. I don't want to just go with the clickbaity stuff that gets more views. Um, I try to resist doing the cheap or a less meaningful thing. I'm always trying to challenge my audience and to challenge you to challenge yourself. That's what the tough love is. The tough love in me wants you to get straight with yourself. Wake up, look in the mirror every day and go, who am I? Who am I not? What do I have to work on? What are my mental health challenges? What are my maturity challenges what do i need to do to to get right and get real with myself and admit all those flaws all those flummoxes all the things that i've done wrong how do i stop those faulty behaviors and start getting right with myself to arrive at a place of true growth and empowerment and that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect it just means that you have to find the line for you you have to accept that which you cannot uh, control you have to be good with yourself as you are. And if you're not, you have to get good with yourself. That might take some uh, change uh, physically. That might take some change emotionally. But at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable and happy in your own skin as I finally am. I finally am. It doesn't mean I'm perfect, though. And so I'm a continual work in progress, just like you. But we really... Rebecca and I do this. Yeah, we get discouraged. You know, when the numbers aren't growing fast enough, you're like, ah, what's going on here? You know, um, and then it would be easy for me to say, ah, I'm not making any money at this. I'm just going to go work at Target and fuck all this. But the problem with that is, you guys, is that say I look to 10 years from now. If I do this for 10 years versus I do some job out there for 10 years, not to say that I couldn't do a little part-time something. I'm trying to find a job at a dispensary and I'm trying to do some stuff from home. But at the end of the day, if I stopped working on myself and I stopped working on Chef Bry Comedy, the brand, the comedy albums, the books that I'm trying to write, the, the growth of infrastructure that I'm trying to attain, if I stopped all that, it's like I told Rebecca, it's almost like, you can't win if you don't play the game. And so at the end of the day, don't give up on yourself. And um, here's something that I've learned. Here's something I've learned. I have this uncle, and as you guys know, he and I have been uh, friends and enemies. We've been frenemies forever. And right now, the justice system did him dirty. He's sitting in a jail cell right now, and I won't tell you what or why or who he is. It's not important. The thing of it is, though, is that um, I've forgiven him for what he did to me. And 
I feel like he got himself into this mess because he wasn't looking at all the signs of his inability to grow, his inability to change with the times, to conform with the times. Um, It's not to say that we should change all the time to other people. Like I said in the beginning, we're, you know, talking about those energy chameleons that can shift and change into whatever, whenever. Um, No, stick to your guns when it's important. But we also have to learn to live in the real world. And that's all I mean by accepting that which is, that which we cannot control. But this person, he, he doesn't, he didn't grow. He didn't change. He didn't see the necessity for change in time to change. And so as a result, he found himself uh, withering on the vine rather than blossoming. And so that's what you got to do for yourself, you guys. Uh, continually look at where you probably need change. Look at the part of you that is unwilling to change. You draw your line in the sand. Nope, I will not change this, this, and this about me because that's who I am. That's what I am. I will not, I do not feel like I should have to change that. That's okay. But then look at the parts of you that are stubborn. Look at the parts of you that are unwilling to try new things and open new doors. I get that way. And I use my uncle as an example because he ran into some job problems in his 40s. And he got to the point where he just stopped looking. He stopped trying. He stopped uh, 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 finding new ways to rebrand and learn new skills. Because it's easy to say, eh, this world's bullshit, y'all. There's no reason to get better. Eh, why should I have to get better when the world doesn't get better, you know? Eh, this world doesn't care about us. Why should I care about it? And in general, I would say you're probably right. But the tricky thing here is, you guys, is that if we fail to learn our lessons and we fail to better ourselves and learn new skills and to open ourselves to new things, uh, we may close every single door, every single gateway to growth and opportunity that we have. And whether you believe in God or not, the religious point of view would probably be that that God helps those that help themselves. Isn't that convenient? (laughs) But it's also to say that When I was religious, I used to call it the God 401k plan, that when I made an effort, God would meet me halfway, just like a 401k. When you put in half, it matches in half. It matches in proportion to what you put in. So irregardless of whether you put in biblical terms or spiritual terms or none of those terms, uh, you guys, um, it's hard living. It's just hard. Okay. You know, so I've, I've learned as a person with OCD, as a neat freak, if you will, I married a very messy woman <laughs> and she'll admit she's a beautiful disaster. And, um, but you know what it did? It tempered me to, uh, to not feel like life had to always be so perfect. We grow so accustomed to trying to control and manipulate things, to organize, to reorganize, to keep doing things in order to feign that feeling of control over our life and our mood and our mentalities. We become hyper-focused on controlling things. And some things, you guys, we just can't control. You can't control other people. You can't control the world. 
And you can't control anything but yourself and how you feel about it. And so at the end of the day, yes, we should try to make progress where we can. We should try to push the envelope how we can. We should not have to accept tyrannical systems, bad pay, bad treatment, toxic cultures. No, that's where the activist in me says, no, I shouldn't have to get better for a world that re- reduces me to nothing. No, fuck that. If this world isn't going to grow for me, I'm not going to grow to accommodate it. Fuck you. (laughs) But at the same time, if I allow that attitude to close all those doors, all those portals, all those emotional strands to a different mentality or to more opportunities or to better mentalities, um, it, it gets real easy, you guys, to get stubborn and to get cynical and to get jaded and to allow that jadedness to uh, fully encapsulate us into this wall where we close ourselves off from everyone and everything, just like Max from Stranger Things did. It took her being trapped by Vecna with these vines wrapping her to a column and for them to find out, oh, put in her favorite song, it will open up this gateway so she can get back to our world Put, they put, you know, they put the, the the headphones on her, and they put on that Kate Bush song, and then it it opens up that little uh, uh, gateway, and then through her uh, flashbacks of goodness and kindness and friendship and love and hope, she was able to to break free of these vines and to outrun Vecna and to get back to her friends, and that's where she said, "I'm sorry." that I was gone for so long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. That is powerful stuff, you guys. Oh my goodness. And if you didn't cry during that fucking scene like I did and Rebecca did, then you're just not looking at it right. You're just not thinking. Because it was powerful. Here's this closed-off girl who lives this hard life in a trailer park. Has nothing. She's got a mom and that's it. No food in the fridge. She Mom's working, coming home, drinking beer, smoking cigs in the house. And that's all they got. And they got sitcoms and TV and school and that's it. And it's real easy to live in a trailer park because I know I grew up in a trailer park to just lose hope, to think you're not good enough, to think you're not good as your rich friends or your all those uh, athletes out there at school and all those beautiful people. It's easy to think that you're not worth it. It's easy to negative self-talk yourself into thinking that other people have a mastery over the, over this life or, or, or have, or more high functioning than you are. And maybe they are, but that doesn't mean that your potential is ruined forever. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. You guys about getting right. Yes. We have to accept certain realities in life, but we, if we start closing ourselves up like Max did to our friends, to the possibility of good things. We let that jadedness define us and that old curmudgeonliness that I cling to when I'm sour, when I'm depressed, when I'm moody, when I'm cranky, when I'm irritable. If I, if that, if, if I let that side of me rule me a hundred percent of the time, I would never have the side of me to be able to find and explore new things. And so I get into this podcast for you with the with the urgency of now now is the time to get better 
Now is the time to think critically about yourself and to demand a good life for yourself. And whatever you're doing wrong, now, 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 now is the time that you should look at yourself and realize that life is hard. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel powerless. But eventually, when you cry, cry, cry until you can't cry anymore, and when you yell and scream into your pillow until your voice is hoarse, when all you have left after you've sunk into the bottom all you have, the only direction you have is to go up and you can choose at that moment to give up and to die right there or to keep on going. And I've been there, you guys. I've been there many times before, many times before, hundreds of times. And we have this tendency as young people to think that, um, that oh, well, we're, we're, you know, it's just too hard. We're just not going to get there. But no. Every day is a choice to get up. Every day is a choice to get better. And every day is a choice to remove yourself from those self-made prisons that hold you back from a better life. And I don't mean to be cliche there. At the end of the day, you guys, I come to you humbled. Your humble servant, as cheesy as that sounds, to help you, to help be a guide, to help be a friend, to be a comedic, funny force, but also to be a little bit of tough love, but mostly, hopefully a whole lot of kindness and love and joy and hope. Uh, Yes, we get cranky. Yes, we get fed up with this world. Yes, we talk about it. Yes, it might seem that we're negative sometimes, but no, that's a part of the process of life, you guys, and you have to allow that process to go on in order to do a change and growth in you. Without that process, There would be no acceptance. Without that process, there would be no self-actualization. Without that growth process and maturity and uh, incremental progress, there would be no upward mobility to anywhere. We would just constantly stick our head in the sand. But no. When you're ready to live, you will make the right decisions. When you get progressively better through small incremental progress, You will make little changes, little by little, to balance your life out, to organize, to prioritize, to think correctly. Is my head always on straight? No, I got my head in my ass a lot of the time, you guys. That's not to say that you're not smart enough. I'm a pretty smart guy, and I live with my head in my ass at least 20% of the time because I can't get my head straight. I can't get my focus. I can't get my priorities straight. I can't get my functionality straight because I'm living in some emotional realm that I can't break free from. I get it. But that's what I mean, you guys. That does not mean that you are broken. You, we're all, we all get broken from time to time. We are not born broken, but we get broken. And when we break, we can allow ourselves to break more and more and more, turning Humpty Dumpty pieces into thousands of little shards, or we can start slowly molding ourselves back together and smoothing out those edges. You know, one, you know, that reminds me of Lincoln Park. There's a lyric that goes, when the paper's crumpled up, it can't be perfect again. 
And in this instance, I believe, well, I'll just tell you the rest. From the top to the bottom, bottom to the top, I stop. At the core, I've forgotten. In the middle of my thoughts, taken far from my safety, the picture is there. The memory won't escape me, but why should I care? There's a place so dark you can't see the end. Skies cock back and shock that which can't defend. The rain then sends dripping acidic questions, forcefully the power of suggestion. Then with the eyes shut, looking through the rust and rotten dust, a small spot of lights floods the floor and pours over the rusted world of pretend, and the eyes ease open and it's dark again. In the memory you'll find me, eyes burning up, the darkness holding tightly until the sun rises up. Now you got me caught in the act. You bring the thought back, telling you, that I see it right through you. In the memory, you'll find me, eyes burning up, the darkness holds, holding me tightly until the sun rises up. Now, you can take that a million different ways, and that's the beauty of good poetry, good songwriting. Uh, That song is called Forgotten by Linkin Park. And um, yeah, it was one of my breakup albums when I broke up with my girlfriend before I met Rebecca. It got me through many jams. (laughs) But the point I'm saying is that um, just because the paper isn't perfect again doesn't mean that you can't still write on it. Um, a lot of people say that your body your um, is a temple, you know. And I believe that to a certain degree that we should treat our body well because it's our vessel. We should take care of it, you know. Uh, Anthony Bourdain, one of my personal heroes, says, you know, I don't think life that my body's a temple. I believe my life is an amusement park. He says, your body is not a temple. It's an amusement park. Enjoy the ride. (laughs) And uh, while that has some um, implications, both positive and negative there, I think, uh, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Because yes, I think what he's trying to say is don't try to... uh, Live life on perfect terms. This is a zero-sum game, you guys, and life is not perfect. And so at the end of the day, when you try to use logic and reason in matters that have no logic or reason, uh, you're just going to be pounding your head against the wall. Um, Life is an amusement park in that you should allow yourself to eat pizza from time to time. You should allow yourself to have some libation from time to time so long as you don't have a problem with those things because you know we like to talk a lot about the sanctity of life or the sanctity of our body being this temple and the truth is is i don't buy that you guys i don't but one thing is is that when your body is shit your your mind is shit and when your mind is shit your soul is shit and that's a problem and so we have to maintain a balance there and so while we should enjoy the ride you know we should also take care of ourselves too and i i think what anthony bourdain is saying there is um we're all put on this earth expecting this certain results that we're, we're you know your body's a temple and we're supposed to eat perfect always we're supposed to live perfectly always um you know we're supposed to adhere to perfect rules and perfect uh, ideas and perfect religions and perfect everything, right? But life is messy. And if we don't accept that life is messy, we might get caught up in losing perspective of the, of the, of the goodness within the bad 
uh, the progress within, the lacking of progress. And so I think what he's saying there really is life is amusement park. Enjoy it before it's too late. And sometimes that just reminds me to not take it so seriously, not take myself so seriously, not take the podcast so seriously. And at the end of the day, not care so much whether or not you guys are getting something from this or not. I am putting out as best I can thoughtful, meaningful, purposeful content, and hopefully you get something good from this. But if you're not, hey, you have the right to not support me. You have the right to change the station. You have the right to go somewhere else. But hopefully you've seen energy is intention. You see our intentions are good. We, we're always there to help. And if you need help, come on over. Talk to us on our social media. We are not, however, mental health therapists. But what we are are empaths, kind, decent people, judgment-free zone. And we're here to help. And I hope that we can help in the spiritual realm. I hope we can help in the mental health arena. I hope we can help in the paranormal, understanding what we're seeing there. And hopefully uh, uh, we've said enough uh, life-inspiring, uh, life-changing things to at least hopefully get you guys to think more about your own set of circumstances and your place in this world it's hard, you guys. Life is hard. And so we have to give ourselves and each other a break. And I've said that before. I think that's the biggest lesson is that when we're pushing too hard, we have to know when to stop pushing and when to go into self-care and repair mode. And when we're uh, too outraged by politics is when we have to uh, pull back a little. When we're getting too scornful and hateful and judgmental of others to look at ourselves and our own shortcomings. Who are we to be judging and scrutinizing others? You know, not to be corny, you guys, but at the end of the day, you know, life is difficult and we um, should uh, learn to let go when it's time to let go and learn to uh, control things when we have the power and urgency to do so. Uh, and when we get tired to rest, that's what life's all about is uh, reading our emotions, reading our body reading how we feel about things, clarifying our thoughts so that we act, so we don't have that paralysis, that paralysis of action, that paralysis of thought. Once we get our uh, life and meaning and purpose and uh, our thoughts and emotions all in encapsulated and we get, oh, okay, I'm understanding things now. I know who I am. I know what I want. Now I just got to go do it. Um, and then as we do it, we start to lose hope and we start getting distracted and uh, our, our priorities change. And, and so we lose focus for a time and then we go into back into self-care and recovery mode. And that's just the yin and the yang of life. Sometimes we're very smart. Sometimes we're very dumb. And we just have to accept that. We're made out of organic material, you guys. We are not robots and we are not computers. And we don't have fancy think tanks and fancy lawyers to help us through life. There, there is no instruction manual for this life, as a Chris Cornell song will tell you. It's that song he has called Show Me How to Live. We just, there is no instruction manual, so we've got to make do with what we have. And that's why it's hard sometimes when we have disadvantages. Maybe we weren't raised right. Maybe we weren't raised with a lot of money. The world, the way it is, you guys, I admit it's not fair. There was a much bigger middle class in the 70s and the 80s and the 60s and the 50s. 
And that's why a lot of people miss it. But at the same time, um, there are good people and things left in the world, and we cannot let go of that incremental progress. We cannot let go of that shining beacon and star, that North Star of hope, you guys. And that's why I watch Star Trek. And that's why I, I try to be a futurist and why I try not to be an ageist, why I try not to judge people, why I try to be a kind-hearted soul. Uh, I don't always make it perfect, but I do the best I can given my own mental health and given my own limitations. And then when I'm feeling strong, I try to share it with you and use that momentum to, to achieve as many wins as I can. And when I get tired again, then I rest. And that's all you got to do. That's life. <laughs> Maybe that sounds cheesy, but that's, that's life. We're going to always cry. We're going to always get frustrated. We're always going to pound dirt. We're always going to pound on walls and scream into pillows. It's just a part of life. And we have to accept the good with the bad and that there's a way that we can navigate this where once we know all these things, we know we're going to cry. We know we're going to have setbacks. We know we're going to get bitter. We know we're going to get angry. We know we're going to fuck up. Once we know those things, we can then control the board. That's what it's all about. So thank you guys so very much for listening to Bry's little rants and dissertations. <laughs> we love you guys, man. And I hope this grows. I hope that my numbers uh, grow. Energy is intention and my good, uh, pure thoughts and good motives hopefully will carry me across the finish line. And if it doesn't, I got to make sure that I don't get better. I got to make sure that I'm doing what's right for me and what's right for you. And that's all that matters to me. And so, yeah, growth is slow. And change is slow and uh, progress is slow. So be patient. Give yourself a break. Give others a break. And uh, yeah, just keep thinking the right thoughts. And when your head gets, you know, where your head's not on straight, take some time and screw it on straight. You'll be all right. Anyways, I'm Brian. I love you. Thank you. Talk to you next time. <laughs>